0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Moto Academy podcast. If you want to watch full episodes, you can do so exclusively at club.themotoacademy.com. This is an app that offers the highest level of motocross training. You guys can send in your riding footage to be analyzed. We have hundreds of hours of tutorial videos, full episodes of this podcast available to view, and so much more. You guys can hang out with Jet Lawrence, myself, and Cameraman Cam, and the rest of the Moto Academy team inside of the Moto Academy app. Check that out at club.themotoacademy.com. We're live, we're live apparently. Moto Academy (laughs) podcast episode. Ah, ooh, Mm, 25, 24, 25. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't even know we hit 20 and now we're at 25? Yeah, maybe, something like that. I think we're close to that, yeah unbelievable quarter of a century <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time Oh, us geez. all right wow wild. all right if you're just listening to this podcast and you want to view it go to club.motoacademy.com where you can see full-length episodes of the podcast where you can watch us and if you're watching us and you're inside the app and you just feel like listening download us wherever you can listen which i have no idea where that is there's Spot. actually i don't two, know the name
1: you got two options you got apple you and apple spotify or youtube spotify actually psych you can't watch this on youtube what am i talking about the whole point is (laughs) apple and
0: and spotify we put clips on youtube sometimes but full episodes if you want to watch them inside of the moto academy app and by the way if you want to submit your questions to be featured on these podcasts which that's sort of become the theme of these podcasts is hey let's get questions and let's answer some people's questions uh they're all moto academy people so if you want to be featured Get inside the app what are you waiting for something exciting drops tomorrow inside of the app as well and we're constantly giving stuff away in fact uh, a question that's going to pop up on this podcast in about five to ten minutes fire at will he just won a trip to florida from we still don't know where he lives the plane ticket wasn't cheap so he probably lives far away but he's going to come hang out ride train and be featured in a bunch of YouTube videos with us just because he's a Moto Academy subscriber and we're going to start doing that once a month Which I'm excited about I already got yelled at it uh, Because my wife doesn't want me to spend that much money, but we're gonna do it. We're gonna keep doing it <laughs> We're gonna keep flying people in and we're gonna keep picking Moto Academy subscribers Okay, what's new you got you got a new? Uh, Halo light, I've heard? Got a new halo light. Not that
1: anybody knows what that means, but essentially, let's draw attention to the red part of my hair currently. I swear it's not actually my hair, but yeah, filmmaking tip, three-point lighting, got a light there, got a less bright light there, and then you have a light behind you to separate you from the background. Now you guys know how to be a filmmaker, just like that.
0: So the halo light is separating you from the background?
1: Yeah, that's the idea, yes. And
0: I used it, I turned it red because of the
1: logo. Because I'm just... I really, I really think about these things, you know,
0: I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. You need a Sounds okay. You need a podcaster. Trust me. If you guys haven't noticed, I'm in a different location every time I podcast right now. I'm on the balcony of the gym in my apartment. So this is another new location for me. I don't like this one quite as much. It's a little dark. I can hear the weights banging inside of the gym. We're catching a pretty heavy breeze on this corner of the apartment and not to mention the cruise ships keep rolling in and they just get crazy with the horn so yeah, awesome really uh, i just hope if i sound okay if there's something wrong with it he needs to test. tampa's great so,
1: just quick, tech, is it
0: good? so you can hear me it sounds okay right
1: yeah
0: oh excellent
1: yeah okay i mean best i can tell uh,
0: well I, I you know the good news is in the foreseeable future i don't know if i'd call it the near future i'm gonna have a permanent podcast location yeah yeah in the foreseeable future so within what month is it february march April, April. eight months give or take hmm. yeah huh. so good news so for you
1: guys you only have to wait eight months for him to not be recording on his balcony
0: <laughs> just eight months that's approximately 32 more episodes we'll be at episode what 58 57 yeah the podcast
1: will double in age by the time wow
0: (laughs) that's okay yeah maybe we could do it in time maybe we could do a little rush order and we can get the podcast set finished in time for episode 50 and episode 50 could be all of us Mm. in the new podcast studio yes Okay, you heard it here first. So I'm going to stick to that.
1: But we'll all talk on our own. Go well, ahead. we'll all talk at the same time. All the all at the same time. Yep. All at the same what time. What we do? It's what we're best at. It keeps things interesting, you know.
0: So guess what is happening tomorrow? What? You asking me? The, bo- the the boys are flying to California. It's all beginning. Oh, yeah, except for me. <laughs> well, the boys, but me. Yeah. <laughs> well, <the> <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable! Yeah. Wow. Well, Well, I'm going to have to cancel my trip, I think, to this Club Moto class because it's (gasps) just raining every single day, and it's raining every single day on the forecast for the next 10 days. Oh, no. That was going to be a big class, too. Yeah, I know. One of the days sold out. We booked a day, two. That one's selling really well. We're going to have to probably – I have to figure that out by tomorrow morning, which I was trying not to think about it. Now I'm stressing about it. Uh, You're thinking about
1: it. I am confused. Are you going to the press conference now?
0: No, I'm not. I just, I put up that story just like, just to share the flyer. Nice. I'm not going to the press conference See you Wednesday,
1: but actually you won't.
0: (laughs) But actually you won't. Oops. Oh
1: my gosh. Yeah, okay, well, if you guys wonder what it's like to work for AJ, we find things out when
0: you do. (laughs) So. Yeah, well, I tell you what, lately there's been a lot of things just changing rapidly. Yeah, tell me about it. There was
1: two days ago, just fun fact, two days ago, uh, like from 10 a.m. to noon, I was going to California, and then around like 1:30, I was no longer going going to California.
0: <laughs> All happened <And> in <laughs> like. Th- thankfully, we didn't book your flight yet, so like <laughs> we were in the process of. Hannah was a ab- about to click purchase, and Lucas texts me and he says, "No California, shut it down." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, at least we didn't book the flight yet. It's always fun over here. There's always something going on. So that's good. yeah. I like to keep." I like to just always be guessing and not knowing what's going on and i also like my employees to have no idea what's going on
1: yep here's what is confirmed i 100 percent will be at san diego don't know if which you is remember which that. which round is that round three okay well that's good yep I'm gonna eat some sushi it's gonna be great
0: oh yeah <laughs> forgot about that sushi place wow yeah i'm so excited Wow I love San Diego Great race That's the best sushi place I've ever been to 100% By By a good margin Yes And for those of you listening Do you know what it's called? Because I sure don't Dude I just remember The roll we got
1: Was the name of the place Like So how are you going to Find it again? You're just going to Walk around until you Well it's on that street Where everything Yeah Yeah No it'll be easy It'll be easy Do you know the street name? No but I know What it looks like Do you know how to get to it? Dude, I'm pretty good with, like, getting around, you know? Just feeling, just going by feel? Yeah, just going to go by feel. Got to see which way the wind's blowing. I'm going to get there. You know, I'm going to find it right now just because you don't believe in me.
0: Well, what else is new in my life before we get to these questions? Get the Jet and Hunter press conference this Wednesday. I will not be present. Oh, also, we got my straight rhythm bike running. We're giving it away. And full moon. The way we're full
1: moon. Full moon sushi. That's the place.
0: Oh, I thought you were saying it's a full moon out right now. Nope. Uh, yeah, <laughs> full moon in San Diego, best sushi of all time. Yep. The did you see the the sea cover I sent you? Yeah, yeah, it was dope. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, I'm into so, it. So. So we're creating a box that's going to act as essentially a starter kit. Not supposed to be saying any of that. And we're going to <laughs> sell this starter kit. <laughs> I love just giving away all the secrets that we have. Good grief. We're, we're going to sell a limited edition, limited edition, limited amount of these starter kits for a very, very select chance of winning my straight rhythm bike. So there's that. And that's almost ready. Oh, also, we hired Ryan Sipes for three classes in quarter one. That's sick, huh? What are you looking at? Do you have like a notes yeah, page phone. of or your calendar? No, I'm just going. I'm going through my uh, my photos. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Because that's where everything important is. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Sipes, Sandy Valley MX in California, January twenty third. Awesome. MX one ninety one. In Florida, awesome track. He's Ryan Seitz going to be there March 27th. And then reading these out of order, February 20th, he's going to be at Motoland MX Park in Arizona. That track is super cool. Mm. I remember going there last year, hitting a freestyle ramp. Oh, Uh, I remember that too. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you were there. Yep. Made it to that one. That's right. Motoland. Super windy. Motoland. Real windy. Real windy.
1: Real windy. Real (laughs) real windy. (laughs) Real windy. All right. Questions? Questions, shall we just jump into it? Might as well. Let's do it. This is the closest in time we've podcasted before, by the way. It's only been like three days, I think. Yeah. So I have nothing to, I have nothing to say. Let's just do questions. Here we go. Oh, excellent. Okay. In the Christmas live chats, I saw some talk about uh, taller bars and bar risers for taller riders what do you guys think about lower foot pegs like the fast way pegs that that are adjustable height uh be interesting to see what you guys think about that how it affects the rider triangle and the bike handling thanks
0: great question great question real gp right real gp og member did he win anything during the 12 days of christmas do you remember no idea (laughs) okay if you guys, if you're wondering what he was referring to, we podcasted every single day, or we podcasted, we live streamed every single day for 12 days of Christmas. And it was a blast. And in those, I would just tell everybody everything that I wasn't supposed to. But then we'd have good conversations, one of which was about rider hike. Because I was with my friend Rob, who's six foot seven. So we got into asking, everybody was asking about, okay, well, how do you change bike setup? Should you change change bike setup? And what's interesting is I train at the dog pound where two of the tallest riders in Supercross maybe ever, but definitely now, Jonah Geisler, six foot six, Benny Bloss, six foot six. Like the tallest guys by far. And what's interesting is the only change that both of that those guys have at six foot six is taller seat. Hmm. They have stock bars, stock foot pegs. Every stock bar riser, no bar risers just a taller seat and in fact benny might not even have that i think he said he wanted it but he doesn't have it jonah definitely does i was looking at his bike today he's got a big old seat but i think everything else is the same we had the conversation also yesterday at the dog pound and jet or hunter and somebody said hey i remember seeing a setup of uh, i don't know if it's jack Siconis or somebody from europe that's really tall that the entire bike and geometry of the bike was changed and that they brought the foot pegs up they brought the seat up and they did bar risers so the bars were up and the reason they brought the foot pegs up was because when he was trying to have good footwork and drop his heels he had size 14 boot or however big of a boot and his heels would get caught on everything so they were just trying to give him more ground clearance which is super interesting so to make the rest of the geometry of the bike make sense with bringing his foot pegs up everything else had to go up with that which is interesting uh but what i will say is the most people that ask about bike geometry changes or changes to accommodate their height normally are six foot one to six foot three which isn't tall enough to do anything to be quite honest the problem is when you start messing with foot pegs, for example, If when you start moving around where the foot pegs are on the bike, that makes huge, huge differences in how the bike handles. And for most people, I don't think that their, their technique is consistent enough to... Be able to make a change like that and know that the bike is actually better and it's not just something that they're doing better or worse for that given time. I, I think that people should be really, really careful in making big changes like that to the bike and how the bike is set up. Uh, unless you really, really are honed in with, you don't have to be the best rider in the world, but just be able to be super consistent and know that you're not doing anything technically really far off or it's going to throw off all of those results like for for me on my honda what are, my, what are the mods i have on my bike i have a, a guts wing seat because i like the boat out seat to be able to grip better i have factory connection suspension and i have Renthal A a27 bars because i think that's the best bar bend that's it and I'm riding supercross so at a pro level I really really urge most people to keep their bikes as close to stock as you can I think the rib seat is important I think sharp foot pegs are important that's another mod I have I have titanium foot pegs Uh, fresh tires is important and suspension that's set up properly and for your weight is important cam anything you want to add yeah no it's always interesting
1: because most people who come up to us asking about like oh i'm like taller like we need this this and this and he's like i mean i'm six foot they're usually like six one <laughs> you know right right um but yeah no i i i mean i'm six foot which isn't very tall how tall are you Five eleven. Five eleven.
0: yeah so pretty close pretty close um yeah. yeah, there's nothing needed. I mean, I think that typically people feel uncomfortable because they're doing something wrong, usually. Yeah, honestly, even at 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", you can get into the right position. It's just more physically demanding. The taller you are, the more physically demanding it, it is. Mm. It's like riding a pit bike. Right. That's always the analogy I use is like, hey, I can get into a perfect position technically, on a stock klx 110 but i tell you what i'm gonna be extremely exhausted in four minutes of riding that thing because it is so physical okay hit me with that next question i'm ready for it next question should we do uh, a team call tomorrow morning or oh we
1: didn't do one today hey can we f- hey 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 podcast okay
2: <laughs> fire will huh happy new remote academy it's fire will oh here fire will uh hopefully getting this question in on top of the it?
0: podcast what what? Jeez. Okay. Fire at Will. He just won a trip. If you want to win a trip, get inside of the Moto Academy app once a month. We're going to pick somebody random and it could be from anywhere in the world to fly in, ride, train, hang out with myself, the Moto Academy crew. Fire at Will just won it. And guess what we did? We booked his flight today. We already booked it. He oh. flies out next he flies out next week. Whoa. Yeah, so we gotta, we gotta get on a team call. We gotta get some. There's fireworks off just for the... Is it in my shot? Is it in the shot? What are you looking at? Fireworks in the shot. Sweet. You can't see it. Best, the camera can. That's podcast. Yeah, so he's ever. gonna come in. He's gonna come in next week. Whoa. Which is awesome. Which means we can start this once a month deal, flying in subscribers. Anyhow. Congrats, Fire Will. Wow. He. Uh, okay.
1: Also, I must confess. He is from the desert.
0: He's from the desert? Yeah, he's from the desert. I thought that much. Okay. Yeah, here we go. His plane takeover is expensive.
2: I'm sure a lot of discussions being given to the resolution and goal setting, right? What I've noticed is that as a lifelong athlete myself and a coach of young athletes, uh, the grind will really start to set in at that 45 to 60 day mark. And that'll either make or break a lot of people, uh, either you know, they'll, they'll curb their effort way down. They'll reevaluate their goals or maybe quit entirely. And then the select few bust through and keep their eye on the prize. So my questions are, what are you doing daily to kind of keep it fun and to not feel like a slog, like you're going to work? Uh, and then how are you employing your, your long-term goals on the daily? So what steps are you taking every single day to make sure you're going to get to that long-term goal, whether that's Moto or professional or personal for uh, you know whoever you got sitting there with you. All right, appreciate you guys. Can't wait to come down. Take it easy.
0: Awesome. Good question. Great question. the The way I would explain this is the long term goal is is the important part here. Create a long term to g- create a long term goal that is consistent with whatever your passion is. So. For me, long-term goal is, in 2033, I want Moto Academy to be the biggest brand in motocross. Uh, and with that, I, I want it to be the most recognizable brand. I want AJ Zero to be the most recognizable name in motocross. I know all of those things sound outrageous. I want to own uh, five facilities. I w- there's, there's a lot of long-term goals. Now, when the hard part is the day-to-day grind in that. So, because you have to have shorter term goals as well, and you need to make sure that those align with something that you want to be doing. So the, 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 the long-term goals, the big picture stuff, all are my, that's all my passion. So everything under that falls under the umbrella of being my passion. So that's step one, that's the important part. If your long-term goals are not something that aligns with your passion, or maybe even if it's just like a financial long-term goal, then you're really gonna get lost on your way there. Then, every single day, you have to make sure that you are just checking in and being really conscious of making sure that the time you're spending and the things you're doing are what you wanna be doing on the way to achieving your long-term goal. I question that, honestly, I've questioned that quite a bit in the last (laughs) eight weeks of me training at the Dog Pound with Jet and Hunter. I have days when I'm out there with those guys and I'm like, why, why am I Why am I doing this? And I tell you what, I, will, I only have it for a brief moment and then I kind of check in and I go, oh, you know what? It's because it's fun, that's right. And I'm enjoying doing this actually. And it's going to add to the big picture and 10 years down the road, this is, and the racing will continue to help in building that brand. I just have to sometimes just make sure that I'm doing the right thing I'm trying to think of a an example of something that wouldn't be the right thing because I catch myself doing that as well um, and what that will do is that will create burnout and it will make it so that you won't be persistent in what it is that you're doing I think the problem is for most people is they don't believe in that long-term goal and or that long-term goal isn't something that they're really passionate about if you're passionate about something then why would you give up in the process of doing it so i don't care how physically demanding it is or how mentally grueling it is or however long it takes it could take five years 10 years 15 years 20 years lights just shutting off all around me That would maybe be my advice. And then in the hard, acute moments of, wow, this really is sucking right now, you just have to just check in and say, okay, why am I doing this? Okay, I'm I'm doing this because I want to accomplish this, and let's just keep on going. I think some people just lose sight of the big picture, or don't have a big picture at all. Can I give some practical advice to the analytical
1: mind? Sure. Okay. So. Fun story that maybe nobody cares about. But when I turned 20, I had a quarterly life crisis. <laughs> and I was like Yeah, I had one of those too. Did you really? Oh yeah. How old? 20. When you were 20? Seriously?
0: Yeah. Huh. I was I used to be before I met you a freak about getting older. Yeah. So when I wasn't a teenager anymore and I turned 20, yeah. Like I didn't want anybody to wish me happy birthday. It was a really weird thing. And now right. I'm just, I embrace it at this point, but yeah. Well, cause now Continue. you're old and you know,
1: you lost right. your hair and no came choice. back. You're, 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 yeah, you're on that roller coaster, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But so anyway, when I was 20 years old, I looked at two people, I looked at my buddy Levi and I looked at my buddy Andy. Levi was 10 years older than me. Okay. And then Andy was five years older than me. And I kind of looked at them as like gauges in a way. And these are very like respectable dudes. Like these aren't just like anybody, right? Like I trust them, I know them, all this stuff. And I looked at like where they were at in their life. And that was part of the freaky part, right? Because my buddy Levi, who was 10 years ahead of me, he, you know, house, dog, two kids, wife, like, like steady job, all this stuff. Andy, five years ahead of me at the time. Uh, wife and house. And I'm like, I'm only, I'm 20 already. I don't have any, I'm nowhere near any of these things, you know? And that was my quarterly life crisis. Um, And obviously that's just like comparing yourself to people and that's a whole different conversation. But here's what I did about it. And this I think is actually very valuable and something that I try to implement in my life as much as possible and need to implement in my life even more than I do now. But here's what I did. I opened up a notes page on my phone, super simple. I wrote out, this is what I wanna achieve in my 20s. AKA, here's my 10 year plan, right? Some of those are personal goals. Some of those are like the house, the wife, the that stuff. And some of them are financial goals, goals with work, whatever. Wrote them all out. Then I made subcategories. I took each individual goal and I wrote down every single step that I needed to make to achieve that goal. And that's the part that people miss all the time. A lot of people say, this is my goal, but they never sit down and think through how to actually do it, right? So, um, where was I going with that? Yeah, and that's what I did. I've achieved like half of what's on that list, and I'm 23.
0: Wow, yeah, and the writing things down part is actually really, really, really important. Really important. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> really important oh my god I write down if you, if anybody could just go through the notes in my iPhone and then just read through the random stuff that I write down it's and then you reference back to it three years later I'm like oh my god this happened this happened I did this somehow this happened it that that's pretty cool I actually like that quite a bit I think a big thing too is you can't put a definitive end time on your goal because I think that creates stress for no reason so like you for example you turn 20 and you're like "Uh oh i'm creeping up on 25 and i'm supposed to have two kids and all this (laughs) and a wife by the time i'm 25 there's there shouldn't be like a cut off date for that i think that's why it's so hard in motocross to have a positive mindset all the time because you are constantly reminded by your results in that you're not achieving your goal it's like each weekend you show up and you're like, ah, sh- shoot, didn't didn't quite do it. But next weekend, oh, shoot, didn't quite do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you're just constantly just getting beat down, beat down, where what I've found in business now, and it's just made me more confident. Per- I was confident already, but now I'm like really delusionally optimistic about everything. It, the business seems so long term. It's, it it's To me, it's forever, as long as I live. That it didn't put that short term pressure on like the racing supercross did. Racing supercross, I was always a head case, and I'm not like that in any other aspect of life. I'm not like that anymore. I'm not going to be like that anymore on the dirt bike, but that is a hard place to implement it. And that's a lot of people listening to this podcast are listening to it for dirt bikes because you're just, it's acute, it's short term, it's you're in the moment, you're not accomplishing your goal in real time, and that's hard um but just set your goal keep keep going if it's really something that you're disliking so much to where you have to question it over and over and over then you're probably not doing the right thing is that fair to say yeah probably yeah obviously time is
1: one thing quality of life is one thing right but you also can't fall into the pit of like, oh, well, I got time. I can't stand when people tell me, oh, you got time. You got plenty of time. Like, oh, you, what? Like, no, you don't, right? <laughs> like, cr- that's why I'm saying, like, how th- and this is just what I do, right? Create the checklist, tick them off. That's, that's, yeah,
0: that's my method. Yeah, if you really want whatever that is at the top of that checklist, then you won't let a day go by where you do not work towards that in some way right I don't take days off I never will take a day off because I don't have to work for 15 hours a day necessarily but you better believe that I am doing something to get myself a little further towards that end goal every single day no matter what and, and I, I think, guess that's where the motivation would lie well I was gonna say even just talking about it I
1: think the what you were talking about when you could fall into the rut of like being stuck or losing motivation or th- or whatever is you I think that would happen is it, the only reason that would happen is if you set the goal but didn't set the steps to get there because if you just set the goal and no the steps then you achieve nothing until you're there so you don't have wins
0: right Yeah that's like somebody I don't know why my head goes to this that that's like somebody that's you know smoking the ganj that's just like <laughs> comes up with a creative idea of oh how cool would it be if i did x right never you know does I mean? anything with it so great you came up with a dream but then what do you, what did you do next nothing you didn't do anything next what an analogy you know <laughs> so, you have to create that's why i love the book that i'm reading that's why i love the book that i'm reading because it has a the same book yeah i just read it over and over it's unbelievable oh my gosh if if you, you can read get one Bible. book <laughs> need a what did you need to get a Bible with that kind of dedication I, just read that I one. was <laughs> I was I somebody gifted me a Bible at class did I tell you that oh no it's cool it says my name on it uh, and I was gonna read it oh huh? yeah you should everybody should yeah don't care like. I was gonna I was gonna read it a few times through yeah because what I found with the current book that I'm reading is the first time I read through it I didn't really understand anything mm-hmm. and now that I read through it over and over and over I'm I'm becoming like a master in that book and that book is like the entire purpose is to create a successful individual like so i'm just like programming my my subconscious is what it is good lord oh cruise ship what do you know that Crazy. one looks kind of cool <laughs> squirrel three of them just pulled in squirrel yeah uh what else the no, great I, question i think we hit that and i could well. talk all i could talk forever on that and talk in circles about it but yeah i like it fire out we'll talk more about it when you get here next week are you uh are you a new year's resolution kind of guy no no i think the oh how did i explain this to somebody yesterday when it was new year's mm, don't know i think i said it is a good like why not now okay so if you if new year's rolls around and on new year's day you're like oh i want to make a resolution great because why not now like you could do it today instead of doing it tomorrow, great, do it today. But I think for people that are using it as an excuse, just like they use it, everything as an excuse, like, oh, well, you know, if I didn't have kids or if I didn't have a wife or if I didn't live here or if I, if only I had this amount of money or, you know, I'll wait till New Year's and January 1st to start. Or There's a million excuses you could make that people just use that as an excuse right i think for moto academy and our business i think what we've done is we've kind of like themed years where last year like 2022 was like the year of content i think is like we just said like we just want to put out as much content as we possibly can 23 won't be that 23 will be a much more tailored version uh uh, of that where 22 was just like just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what would stick 23 won't be that so and i think we set our intentions and try to stick with that for the year but no yeah yeah content with a purpose 2023 content with a purpose (laughs) content (laughs) with a purpose yeah yeah 23 was in my mind the year of the app Mm -hmm. i think 22 is like you know lightly building it and getting the credibility of jet is great but 23 Twenty-three. I want to put so much focus into the community and building that community inside the app to where like everybody needs to be a part of it. And I have felt the momentum of that the last 15 days or so of doing the 12 days of Christmas, having the live feed every single day. Now having the community feature inside of the app is going to change it completely it is like such a hardcore group of people and it's growing that i just feel like man at the end of 2023 how is it not going to be an app that like just like everybody downloads instagram snapchat whatever the apps are that they have like moto academy for a dirt biker i want by the end of 23 that's that's what that should be the only reason that won't happen is if we don't create the state the steps dude
1: just got to create those steps oh, like <laughs> i'm serious if we have no if we have no roadmap to get there we'll never get there but yep. yeah let's do it i'm down sounds like a good plan
0: <laughs> okay all right next question hit me right. with it
2: hey guys um quick question if you can help um when I do practice
0: sessions, um, I normally ride for about 20 minutes, um, fine, no problems at all,
2: and, uh, no arm pump, nothing. But when it comes to races, um, which are my races are only 10 minutes long, um, I seem to get tight arms, my technique goes out the window, I don't seem to
0: ride very well at all. Is there any advice you can give on what to do on practice days? Um, should I be doing the full 20 minutes? Should it be? Would it be better to do sort of three or four lap sprints, et cetera, um, just to try and improve my shorter race distance
2: speed? Uh, if there's anything you can, any advice you can give, that'd be great. Cheers. Bye.
0: Excellent question. Excellent question. And the answer I'm going to give is maybe going to be a surprise to a lot of people. The advice is don't race. <laughs> and... <laughs> I'll go way more in depth on that so the reason that's happening think about it you could train you could do 20s you could do 30s you could do an hour-long moto it doesn't matter when you go out there for a race and you do one lap around that track you are riding at a pace that is so far above your comfort zone that everything is falling apart your body can't handle it you're not breathing and I don't care if you're the most fit person in the world, you're going to get tired in a short amount of time, in 10 minutes, in five minutes. You have to, and this is my plan. I don't know exactly how to implement this and hold people accountable for this just yet, but I'm gonna figure it out. When I have a training facility, there will be certain days that we do motos. On our moto days, I'm going to make it a point to have everybody operating on a percentage-based system based on the amount of consecutive seat time that they've had, maybe they're coming off of an injury, maybe uh, any factor that you can possibly think of, no matter what skill level they are, no matter how long they've been riding, if they took a three-day weekend instead of a two-day weekend, if they're only on the bike one day this week instead of five, and then you're given a percentage if you're a little sick if maybe you're really sore and you're not feeling that great your percentage will fluctuate you have to operate within that percentage. If you're on at the practice track and you're feeling the flow you can do 20 minute motos no problem your technique feels like you're actually hitting your marks and and keeping the riding clean yet yeah, you're probably riding at 60 to 70 percent. When you go to the race and you say everything falls apart, and you're getting tired instantly, it's because whoo, I've accidentally gone right to that 100% mark. And let's face it, unless you're riding five days a week and only doing motocross 100% of the time, you should not be racing at 100%. I think I've mentioned this maybe on the podcast. Last year, I had three weeks of preseason season prep before Supercross began. I was operating consciously at 65%. So, what that means is that if I'm out on the track, 65% could put me in 10th place, it could put me in dead last, it didn't matter, I wasn't going to go beyond that because if I did, I was tired instantly, I got arm pump instantly, Uh, I would make mistakes and then things start to get dangerous when you're making those mistakes and riding on the edge and that was only at 65% in a professional supercross race. So you either have to just be the most accountable, conscious person ever in your perceived effort and stay within that and really do a good job of trying to calculate what that is based on how many times you rode that week, how comfortable you are riding at what speed and stay within that or not race at all. Because let's face it, most people are not that accountable. And when that gate drops, they do some silly things because the problem is when you're building, especially when you're building technique, you cannot at any point ride a hundred percent because now we're all we're doing is executing bad habits and reinforcing bad habits and we're just taking two three four steps backwards and it's frustrating for me to see that and i did the same thing for years and years because i didn't understand oh when the gate drops yeah i'm competitive and yeah i want to do well but i don't always have to go balls to the wall (laughs) you know what i mean and especially if it's not your job don't if you want to just race for fun great race for fun if there's 30 guys on that line and you rode that week and did 20 minutes and felt like you're operating pretty well 20 minutes at 65 to 70 percent, stick with that 70 percent on race day and if you end up mid-pack well just you end up mid-pack and that's just it, it is what it is uh that's a very long-winded answer but I, I, that's what I plan to do at the facility. I'm going to create that system somehow. I'm going to hold guys accountable to it every single day. Because if not, then you're going to have, let's say, our 40 people that are training at this facility full time. You're going to have 40 kids go out there. And I'm going to say, cool, we're doing a 25-minute motor right now. And everything that we've worked on for the past however long is going to go out the window if you don't give them a percentage to stay under. Yeah, Cam. well, you and advice? I had talked to, I like this. We've talked about
1: this forever, but one day we're going to make a video. We got to make a video where I go and race for the first time in 10 years. Because and like had you as my coach, I think that'd be wicked freaking fun and a good little mini series. I don't know. There's so many things we could do with that. I think it'd be awesome. But at one point we were talking about like, oh, what if we did Daytona? Like, what if we did amateur day at Daytona? And you asked me like how would you how would you do it i'm like oh but I, I would have to pick something like my goal for this moto is to keep my feet on the pegs right you know what i mean like and at that conversation i think it was even on the podcast when we were talking about this but we were talking more about like results and trying to get results out of your head but i think it says the same thing as if you go racing and you ride over your head it's like your mindset's wrong in that race Right, going with the mindset of something like I'm you know what, my goal for this race, I'm gonna keep my feet on the pegs. And
0: you'll probably ride better. You know what I'm saying? Oh almost guaranteed you'll ride better. Yeah. It's a weird thing to think about because you're in a race, but the problem is we're riding dirt bikes. This it is so dangerous and it has potential to be so dangerous that you can't just wing it. Like that, there has to be a better game plan in place. And yeah, if you're riding and training full time, then great, you can get close to that 100% mark and operate there. And that's what the pros are doing. That's what separates. When people ask me, AJ, what separates you between the top 10 guys in the lights class and in Supercross, it's just that they do it every day. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm in and out. I ride sometimes. A lot, other times, I don't ride for. You know, I'll take three months off for no random reason because I'm so busy. So it is not humanly possible for me to operate at 100% potential or perceived effort, it just isn't. I recommend you guys try to implement that in your racing. And parents, if you're listening and you have kids that race, try it. I know it's a weird thing because you don't want a, a kid to accept defeat or like to settle for a poor result But at the same time, I don't think that that's it. I think if you're looking at the results, you're doing it wrong. I think the results should almost, like what place you're getting in the race should almost be completely irrelevant. I really do. And that's what's changed about my racing as well. Like last year, it was no longer really, although there was a lot of external, you know, not pressure, but there was externally, there was a lot of make make and main, obviously, right? are we making the main are you making the main how close are you to making the main how many positions away for you for making the main are you like what's your time you know based on making the main but for me it wasn't about that it was just did i come off the track and did i ride to my potential or or did i not it didn't matter what place i was in and maybe that's just me getting old maybe that's just an old guy's mentality i maybe could be but could be. i really think if you guys want to build and actually progress and not get hurt and stay in the sport for a long time think about trying out that that system i think it'll work yeah it's for certainly me it's better so, than riding 100 and just being reckless right for me it's so funny because i just like
1: don't care I like, like yeah. truly, I don't care about going
0: fast. I like if I were to in a I race, mean, like what? What does I it matter? Know. What does it mean to me how well I, I don't do care. a race? <laughs> like, right. I have the same mentality. I what? What? I don't care. Yeah. But it's not going to benefit me to win or lose. <laughs> like. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Same. And there's just a feeling. You know when you you're reaching potential or not. And I just want to have the feeling of that I've reached potential and the results don't have anything to do with that going fast doesn't really have anything to do with that it won't feel fast if you're doing it the right way like today i got down to low 101s where the beginning of last week i was at like one fives which is a huge huge difference mm-hmm. and something clicked and jonah and i talked about it where i felt i don't know how long i've been here I, Let's see, I started training for Supercross November 15th, so December 15th, we're, oh, well, we're six weeks in to training. First three days felt like this, whoop, huge improvement. It was crazy. The last five and a half weeks, it felt like I didn't get any better (laughs) at all, but I was smart enough to not force the issue, and then to the end of last week and today something clicked and jonah and what's funny is it clicked for jonah at the same time because all of a sudden today him and i were circulating doing 101s on other ends of the track but we always watch each other to see you know if we're catching each other or not and i i I put in a, a really good lap come back around to the double out of a turn he's coming towards the triple going the other way every lap in the same spot i'm like you've got to be kidding me what what are our times and when we pulled off his mechanic had the times and he was like whoa that was awesome that was 101s Mm. and him and i looked at each other and we were like what the you know a week and a half ago we were 105s 106s and we felt like we couldn't humanly go any faster than that and all of a sudden for some reason today we're four and a half seconds faster with the same perceived level of effort just consistent seat time it's because we've been riding every day and eventually you'll be able to just go faster you can't expect it to happen when you guys are riding once a week it just your progression is going to be so slow yeah Yeah. i've heard a lot of things about supercross too i'd love to
1: know your thoughts just like a lot of people who are getting into supercross are just like you just need to ride the track just ride the laps do the laps on a supercross track and figure out
0: supercross What's your take on that? Well, no, I think that method is good for any, most anybody in most any situation. I think if you're uncomfortable, just keep riding and you will get more comfortable. If you, if you got a brand new bike and you went on the track and everything feels way too stiff and it feels horrible, don't go do one lap and pull back into the truck because then you're going to go back out and do another lap and you're going to be in, even in a worse mood and you're going to be even more uncomfortable just keep circulating and you'll start to kind of get into a flow things will work in you'll you'll get comfortable (coughs) with supercross there's truth to that but your technique has to be really good to even begin to to even begin yeah gotta be able to ride (laughs) the track but (laughs) like yeah well i for example like i was talking to uh I shouldn't say. I was talking to somebody that rides for a factory team. And it's their first year riding for this factory team. And they're from a different country. Yep. And have no idea. I, I have no leads. And they had to ride. They The first day of Supercross, they got thrown out onto the Supercross track. And it was just like, okay, well, we're doing this, this, and this for Motos today. Go. And they got hurt. Of course they did. We, so why wouldn't they? You know? because he hasn't learned how to hit whoops like you have to learn there's very specific things to supercross the whoops are one of them casing a rhythm section is one of them dragon's back really specific thing on off section there's a lot of specific things you have to learn techniques you have to use once you learn those then yeah get out there and just keep spinning laps because it's going to take you a long time until you're comfortable enough to even just breathe I mean, I still don't. But I, Even today, I was pretty comfortable and confident in what I was doing, holding my breath three-quarters of the lap. Because hmm. it's horrifying, and it's never really not going to be horrifying unless unless you do it as much as Jet and Hunter do it, and you never take time off ever, then I could see it getting to that point, where you watch Jet sometimes, and like, he's doing a quad-quad triple-onto-a-table section, and when he triples onto the table, he's scrubbing it hard and like into a whip and then he purposely lands a little sideways so that he can get the bike off of the tabletop and like land sideways and hit a specific line and it's just like what the how how is he doing that i can't but wait the, for a saturday dude the more <laughs> i ride the more i watch that and can process what's going on i'm like oh all right you know like i kind of get that feeling of really next level like comfort back and by the way Hunter and Jet are like the same speed now, all of a sudden. Don't know what happened. <gasps> don't know if we can say that. Oh, of course. Well, by the time this Jet, comes out, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. I maybe not. Jet, I Jet has been faster than Hunter all of preseason. And the last two weeks, uh, Hunter has been right there. Right there. So it's going to be. And he's got like two more months, dude. Like. Yeah, he's got a long time. Oh, I mean, it, I will be very, very... And, yeah, of course I say this biasly, but I will be very surprised if both of them don't win their titles. I don't see a world where that doesn't happen. I'd be shocked. Yeah. Dude, yeah. you know, like... Dude, it smells like Lay Labo in here. What? I, uh... It smells so good out here in this balcony.
1: That is so bizarre so I, uh, I, I you know like w- I started setting up all my fantasy stuff today for Supercross or whatever went to put in my five picks not a freaking clue dude no idea <laughs> that's for the RMA the yeah, yeah, yeah for 450 class or whatever but dude it's like yeah. should I do it Ken Roxon, Christian
0: Craig where the heck are they gonna be Colt Nichols well Ken Roxon's winning Christian Craig is going to get 7th. Okay, but he's going to he's going to crash and get 7th. Where
1: are you going to put Colt Nichols? On to 450. 14th. 14th, I put him in 10th. Okay. Or he could get 2nd. Th- I have no idea.
0: What was the wild card? 10th. Okay. So who what was your
1: top 5? Uh I can't remember the order, but sex and tomac anderson roxon and malcolm stewart fair but who knows
0: i uh, know <laughs> nobody knows none of those could be right Anywho, <laughs> i not. just think it's fun all right um okay good talk we did it we've just about almost an hour yeah yeah we've been recording
1: right? for way longer than that because it's one of those technical days lots
0: of technical difficulties well, Keep hey, shift we, another new podcast location
1: yeah hey good news is uh, we have lots more questions and the next podcast that we record will be after A1 so we have a little bit of supercross to talk about maybe
2: Ooh.
0: which I'm excited for and what I want for A1 Cam if we can do this just make them sh- uh, short enough clips so we don't get clipped mm. I- I'd like to do lots of breakdowns
1: okay we can do that. Just send me the moments or whatever that you want. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be watching it. I'm going to be staying up real late here on the East Coast to watch it. It's going to be great.
0: <laughs> Yo, I'm going to be there. Yeah, I forgot. That's cool. Yep. I That'll won't. be fun. Super cool. It, apparently, it's like maybe supposed to rain. Oh, great. Yeah, that'd be wild. Yeah. That'd be fun. Uh, okay. Well, for all two people still listening, driver Jamie and my mom. Hey, uh lots of comments in the app of people being like dude i i was there yeah <laughs> like. shout out to those people shout out to those people dude the app people if you're are listening great. they are great they're amazing um uh, shout out to you if you guys are in the app love you guys you're awesome send in questions vertical video messages to cameraman
1: could be crooked or,
0: Whatever you want, whatever yeah. you're feeling. As long as it's a video, to be quite honest. Just don't oh, wait, send me it a text. is it supposed to be hor...
1: So no, I, it can be horizontal, yeah. Yeah, they can be horizontal. That'd yeah, be actually be I better. That's for vertical. I don't know, yeah, you've what? just been doing it always, and I don't feel like correcting you. Uh, oh, I weird. now I have a text that. message in a notes page, AJ, that says, hey, great question. Uh, please send it to me as a video, or I won't use it on the podcast.
0: <laughs> and I just, I, I ship that out paste. like six times a day. Like... <laughs> Please set it as a video guys, please. Have any of those people though said, hey, no, actually I was just trying to ask you for your advice. One, actually. Oh, One.
1: Okay. Yeah, one <laughs> out of all one. those, a lot of them. Uh, but it was cool. kind of funny. He actually, he had a great question. Yeah, he, he actually had a great question. You know what? I'm gonna tell you what he asked. Psych, this ain't the end of the podcast. Um, okay. oh, no, he was em. like, hey, does watching the videos in the off season, like actually make you better? And I was like, yeah, it actually does. Like, I'm like, dude, like, and, and I always say, I always refer to this moment that you don't remember, but I swear it happened. You and I rode right when we first met, my buddies and I were camping out at Tomahawk, whatever. Then we went back, That then we did Supercross for the first time, I watched, Quite literally the best riders in the world ride for 10 hours a day because I was editing, all, editing all the footage. We were doing the masterclass videos, all that stuff. Spring comes around. I went out and did a few laps and you were like, you look like a totally different person. And I'm like, haven't ridden since the last time you and I rode." Yes, it works. It was just funny that he asked, he asked about
0: that. Clip that. That's so true. I mean, Jackson, clip that. I don't I don't want to clip it. somebody, somebody, somebody <laughs> clip it, somebody clip it. That is so true. Don't take lightly the studying of the footage part. I mean, people in every other sport spend hours and hours and hours studying footage. Why wouldn't you do that in motocross? That's how I learned how to ride. Yeah, right. I didn't I wasn't taught by anybody. I, I just watched the people i wanted to look like and then i copied them kevin windham jeremy mcgrath i would just watch videos of them riding and try and figure out okay and then even you know as i got older nine ten eleven years old whoever was in that area of supercross when i was that age i i would watch little things that they would do on on supercross when they were in the air when they hit a corner and that that's how i always would change my riding style yeah. or and work on my riding style.
1: And that's the ticket, right? Is it's it's so productive and there's a system to do it, right? Go watch the masterclass videos. Watch the masterclass videos that you're not ready to do yet. You know, watch the professional category, watch the advanced category, whatever. Because what it'll do is when you go and watch Anaheim One and you start watching Supercross, now when you're just sitting there watching the races, it's productive, right? Because you know what to look for. You're gonna be picking things out be like, you're gonna look at pro riders and be like oh what's their foot doing they didn't what it's not supposed to be doing that that's all very productive because it's just drilling into your own head this by the time you get back on a bike you're gonna be like whoa it
0: works (laughs) totally and that is very relevant because a lot of people right now going into an off season that could last three months four months five months maybe for some people that is a long time, and I guarantee if you do it right, and then you come back into riding the smart way, which would be like maybe on a turn track or just ease back into it the right way with like really specific goals, you you can change your life on a dirt bike over the time period that you're not riding your dirt bike. Saying that, biasly I own a motocross training app, but that's okay. It works. It does work. And for the two people still listening, driver Jamie and my mom, try it. <laughs> Yeah, everybody who thought it was
1: everybody who says, "Oh, I stayed to the end," they thought it was en- the end, and then they
0: left. So now there's no one here. <laughs> <laughs> now there's really nobody here, except for driver Jamie and my mom. Yep. Okay. Well, that was fun. I'm gonna go eat. I'm starving. Nice. Same. Toodle.